Good morning, friends. Skip here. August 31st, 8.01 a.m., <clears throat> and I hope all things are well with you. I am doing dishes, cleaning the house, etc., etc. Uh, I took no assignment today. I, I'm a substitute teacher, so I can take an assignment or not. There are plenty of assignments, <clears throat> unfortunately, in our school district, but I decided to uh, wrap up some summer uh, loose ends. And so uh, here I am. I'm getting ready today to probably help strip the stain off of a deck. Always fun, right? Fun stuff. The stuff that seems laborious, but you know, Thich Nhat Hanh, the great Zen Buddhist, I think he's a Zen, but I'm, he's Buddhist for sure, master uh, says that mindfulness can be found in anything. So maybe stripping stain off a deck can be a spiritual experience. We'll find out. <laughs> so I, I hope this day finds you good with, with good things in your life. Uh, sometimes they're hard to find, but, you know, I hope that for you. I want to talk today about finding a theory. And you'll bear with me. My voice is a little raspy. We haven't had rain here for a while, so... <clears throat> Those old allergies. I want to talk about finding a theory. Because whether we know it or not, whether people are aware of it or not, let me take an allergy pill here. Whether people know it or not, we are all searching for a theory. We're searching for some way to understand reality that gives it a sense of sense that frames our reality. And we're looking for a theory. We're looking for a concept. Uh, we're looking for a reality that, that makes sense. Now, here's the thing. We all do this, okay? We're... we're <laughs> I mean, it, 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 it's, it's so blatantly obvious to me that we all do this. If you look at, uh, you know, the news or the commercials on television or if you're searching for podcasts, right? We're all or reading books or what have you. Uh, the quest for meaning, the quest for a, a theory or a concept or, or something to live by, I think could be said is central to what it means to be human. Uh, at least where we find ourselves at as humans, I think it's central. Uh, churches on every block, just about, it'll be to exaggerate, but I live in a town of about 7,000 people, and you don't have to go very far to find a church. You don't have to go very far anywhere to find some place that is offering a, a theory a concept in which to somehow solidify what life means. And so people offer religious dogma, right? They offer uh, words of affirmation. They offer creeds. They offer rites of passage. They offer sacraments. And, and it's not, I don't want to, make that a bad thing because for some folks that is their meaning you know if 
if if attending a religious service keeps you from being, you know, an insane person, then it's it's a good thing. If if leading that life somehow anchors you in something uh, that keeps you uh, from real harm, then you know, okay. But I want to point out that what we're really doing when we when we look for meaning and what we've learned to do often, let me say it that way, is we are looking for confirmation of already held beliefs. We're looking for a theory, for a concept, for a way of belief, for a creed, for a dogma that validates the conditioned beliefs, the conditioned learning that we have come to acquire. And so people will do things, and I encountered this when I was in the religious field. People will shop things like churches, and they're, they're shopping for certain things, right? Uh, nice people, maybe if they've got kids, maybe some other kids. What they're ultimately shopping for is an affirmation to their already held beliefs. They want confirmation that how they think, how they feel is legitimate. Now, you may be saying to yourself, okay, so what, right? So what? That can't be that big a deal. Here's, here's the challenge. I, you know, it's a problem, but I, let's stay away from the word problem. Here's the challenge, my friends, is that the already held beliefs, the already held concepts, the already held theories that we have are formed from the ignorance of other people who are searching for theories. And their theories and concepts and beliefs are formed by people ahead of them, chronologically, that <laughs> are searching for beliefs and theories. And, and we just sort of pass down this shadow version of what it means to be human, this, this sort of false, uh, I don't know what other word to use, false way of understanding the reality around us. So we, we form institutions, we form political bodies, we form concepts and theories and ideas, we, we hang flags, we put on our team colors, we, we are told, here's what it means to be this or that. And, and I'm not just talking about religion, folks. You know, uh, here's what it means to be an atheist, right? That, that's all set in in boundaries. Here's what it means to be agnostic. Here's what it means to be a biker. Here's what it means to be a punker. Here's what it means to be a rocker. Here's what it means to be a middle-class dad in a town of 7,000 people, right? And we perpetuate these stereotypes. We perpetuate these concepts, these, these set ideas about what it means to to be certain things because those are the patterns and those are the boundaries that are handed us. And we just keep perpetuating uh, these cliches, if you will. Now, cliche is sort of a, can be a pejorative word. It can be a nasty word. Uh, But there's a reason there are cliches. 
Let me give you a silly example. Okay, let me give you a silly example. Let's make things a little lighthearted here. When I've gone shopping with my teenage boys for shoes, they will on occasion point out, you know, some sort of white shoe, like a New Balance or something, and say, hey, Dad, here are the dad shoes, right? And so these type of shoes become stereotypically in a cliche shoes that middle-aged dads wear. I don't buy them. Uh, I wear certain kind because they're comfortable on my feet. But that's what I mean, is that we, we perpetuate concepts. Now, that's silly, right? Uh, a shoe that is marketed or, or is known as a dad shoe. That's a, that's a pretty silly example. But there are some not-so-silly examples right we 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 perpetuate concepts and theories proposing them to be reality and the problem again the challenge again is that they are fundamentally based in something that's not real and so we categorize right those are dad shoes well that's that kind of music or you should go to that kind of church, or you should be this kind of person, or you should weigh this or wear that. We live in a world of vipercation and dualism, and in the midst of that milieu, that, that mud, if you will, that we call reality, we're looking for a theory that makes sense. And what we do is we go to what we've learned. I cannot tell you, my friends, how many times I asked people in my 20 years as a religious professional, why do you come to church? And the answer often, not always, but often was, well, I always have. They didn't know. They didn't know why they came to church. They didn't know why they practiced these sacraments and these beliefs. It just was a part of what the reality of their life was. I finally asked myself that question, what are you doing? <laughs> and I had to come to terms with the fact that I too was doing the same thing. I was making something uh, that seemed to add or seemed to be real, come to find out it was just based in someone else's concept and theory. So, having said all that, what do we do? Where do we go? What do we say? Well, let me say this. I'll never tell you the answer to anything because I'm still searching. And there may be no specific answer. Ultimately, each individual life needs to find out their own truth. You know, to quote the Bible, you need to work out your own salvation. Uh, it's a loaded word, but... You need to work out your own enlightenment. What I can tell you is this, my friends, that anything I have found in the world that is real is based fundamentally in love. Cannot say it enough. That what I have found that offers me meaning, hope, and purpose is love. The love I have for my wife, for my kids, for myself, for others. Now, how you live that out, 
how you explore that. What that means is where you're going to rub up against your learned behavior and uh, your programming. You know, we're programmed to believe and to feel and to do certain things and told that other things are bad. Well, sometimes that's right. Sometimes that's wrong. How conditioned have we all become by what we've learned? What set of morality do we adhere to because we have learned it? And because those morals are false or those ideas are false, we never really get to know ourselves. Or because those morals and ideas and theories are false, we do real harm to our life or to others' lives. One more example, then I'll get off. Let's say that you were taught that uh, your religion is the only way people can know God. Pretty common. And there's a friend that reaches out to you that does not believe what you believe, but they're hurting. And all one does, all this person does, is promote their way of belief, thinking that that theory is somehow going to satisfy this person's real anguish. I can tell you for a fact that, that you're doing more harm than good. Our theories, friends, are just theories. They're just opinions. They're just concepts. It is certainly someone's right to believe what they want to believe. But I'm going to share with you honestly that the only thing that I have found that solidifies a reality that is productive and true is a reality based out of love, kindness, generosity, and truth. And when I say truth, what I mean is this, that love is the truth of what it means to be human. Now you may be saying, well, that's your theory, right? There we are, right? Uh, you can choose any theory. Lots of racists choose racist theories. We do have to choose some way to be. We are human. But that way to be, if it's based in love, is surely closer to what it means to be authentic than if we choose hate. True kindness has to be a much better sacrament than than anything else we humans could set in our lives. Anyway, there you have it. Thanks for your time. I'll talk to you later. Talk to you tomorrow, probably. Bye-bye.